What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm your host, Hayes, and thank you for tuning in. On today's episode, we got quotes from Arturis Karnasova that we're going to go over, as well as Lonzo Ball. Also, the Bulls kind of worked in a secret workout with EJ Liddell, and I'll tell you guys what I mean by that uh, when we get into the main show. And don't worry, we're still going to be doing draft prospects. This time, we're going to be covering Dyson Daniels and Caleb Houston. We'll get into all that and more on today's Chicago Bulls Central. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, Bulls fans. So, Arturis Karnasova was uh, being interviewed for the House of Basketball documentary, and he had a very interesting quote, and one that a lot of places and, and, and platforms are running with because guess what it's just a slow news week but i do want to go over this and just what this could mean and the focus that ak brings and just the fact of how we can even with quotes like this we can now trust them because of what ak has shown what this front office has shown whereas with the previous front office we may have not believed it even if they did say this quote so this one is directly from ak and the quote is i've been rocking bulls jersey since i was a student and i've been a fan of them since since then uh, the vision is to win the title. I realized last year that this historic club deserves a better team. The current situation is not enough, and we need to create something better. So while that's that's what you want to hear from your GM, every GM in the league should be saying this exact same thing. But with it, when it comes from AK and the fact that we know he's a genuine guy, the fact that we've that he's shown and proved in the time that he's been here, how quickly he's turned around that team, we can trust that this is truly how this man feels, and this is the vision that he sees for the team. Now, I know that some people have issues with some of the moves AK has done, and you know, while I don't agree with that as much, I know like in a vacuum, it's easy to say, hey, we should have kept Daniel Gafford instead of Troy Brown Jr. Guess what? The extension that Daniel Gafford got with the Washington Wizards, he was never getting with the Chicago Bulls. That man is going to be making, on average, $13 million a year when his extension kicks in. Guess what? He wasn't going to get that at that time with the Chicago Bulls, just with everything else going on. Zach Levine's contract extension coming up. Now we have Io DeSumo. Guess what? Had we kept Daniel Gafford, that would mean that somebody who's a key part of this team or, or a key part of the future, whether it be Io, whether it be Lonzo, whether it be DeMar, was not going to be on this team. It just, it just wasn't going to happen. So I get it and, and you know, in the vacuum. And some people say the Window Carter thing. And listen, Window Carter went to a team where he has way more opportunities and can get off as many shots as he wanted to. The one thing that I have always said with that Vooch trade and Window Carter trade is not flipping the players. It's the fact that the Bulls gave another first-round pick, right? That not only did they get the first-round pick that turned into Franz Wagner, they also have a first-round pick next year as well. Those are some of the things that I do have a little bit of issues with, but I understand why he did the deals overall. But then the way that he brought in DeMar, the way that he brought in Lonzo, the fact that he signed Alex Caruso, drafting Io DeSumo, I trust AK's vision. And while that quote like this are a dime a dozen when it comes to GMs, like I said, you should hear this from every GM around the league. It just feels a little bit more genuine when it comes from somebody like Arturis Karnasova because we trust him. We know that he's always looking to prove the team. Him and Eversley and the job that they've done so far has been amazing. And I hope to continue to see it. And I, I've, I've said it before. We're going to get a surprising deal this offseason. Best believe we're going to our, our AK and Eversley are going to do something that we none of us expected. And that just feels good. It feels it feels good to have this team that in a, in a front office that, you know, is focused on on getting us as close to a championship as possible. But him, the the the, the sensationalized part of this that you're going to hear uh, and probably see by a lot of platforms is the current situation is not enough and we need to create something better. Okay, listen, like I said, it's true. We need something better because this team 
and we know that they had holes in the roster. We came into the season knowing an injury to our front court would almost be irreplaceable. Now, luckily, Javante Green came in and showed the hell out. But still, we knew that coming in. Hopefully this season we have a little bit more balance on the roster, a little bit more depth on that bench as well, as well as signing Zach Levine, things like that. Um, and, you know, hey, it is what it is. Now, talk about sensationalism. We also do have, uh, the, it was a report coming out, and this one is, again, from David Kaplan, uh, who, after that LeVar uh, interview, has really just been on the, it's like he has this this uh, this motive when it comes to uh, this narrative he likes to pick on, whatever it is, to, to say that Zach Levine's not going to come here. But he did come out and say uh, that there are some in the Chicago Bulls front office that Want Zach that want Zach Levine to be come come back on a max contract, and there are some that are doubtful on what it, on really giving Zach Levine that max contract. I really I think it's all for not personally. Uh, I think that Zach Levine is definitely going to be back here on a max contract, and I think that the the most important people, whether it's whoever's in the executive office, is that is the president of basketball operations and the GM of this team. AK and Eversley, and we know that they do expect and want to give Zach Levine that max contract. And, you know, I know it's something, again, like I said, this is going to be the summer of Zach Levine. If you guys have noticed, I really don't talk much about Zach Levine's contract anymore as much because I'm just tired of it. At the end of the day, once once the uh, uh, the free agency opens, we're going to know very shortly what's going on with Zach Levine. I think in, in less than a week, we'll know what's going on with Zach Levine's extension or not. Um, So, you know, we'll see. And that's where I think on that. Now, I did say something uh, that uh, our AK and Eversley secretly working out uh, draft prospects. And the reason why I say this is because EJ Liddell did post his Instagram story, which is craziest places of all places to break news. Uh, and he did have a workout with the Chicago Bulls. Now, as much as we've been getting announced Chicago Bulls workouts, they've all been with second round picks or players that are projected to go undrafted, things like that. EJ Liddell, who, you know, slated to go to that 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 end of first uh, sometime in some mocks beginning a second uh, round and EJ Liddell Shea who's always in the chat that's his guy that's the uh, pick that I said I think the Bulls will make not necessarily the number one person on my board but I think he will be the pick for the Chicago Bulls did have a workout and the fact that it broke from his story no announcements that he had a workout anything like that it lets me know that AK and Eversley are probably also working out people they're just not announcing that they're working out some of the top prospects and somebody pointed out as well that the Bulls didn't work out Patrick Williams, so or at least that we know of. Right now, this makes me raise some questions on if that happened or not. So because of that, listen, AK and Eversley are doing their damn job. That's all it says. And if EJ Liddell ends up being the pick, I do think that EJ Liddell would be a seamless pick for the Chicago Bulls. We got a voicemail from Shay on him as well that I'll play on the mailback episode Saturday. But I do think that EJ Liddell would be seamless as far as just sliding in, having a dedicated role off the bench, being the energy guy, shooting, defense, just everything that you want from a bench player in the NBA, EJ Liddell brings that. And so, you know, I, I, I'm i not surprised that the Bulls are working him out. I would not be surprised at all if, come the draft, he is the pick at number 18 for the Chicago Bulls at all. He's going to be a hell of a player if he is the pick. Go back and check out my uh, draft player profile on EJ Liddell if you haven't already to know how I feel about him and his prospect as a, 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 in the draft. I also put one of the little cards up there. I don't know which side it will be on, but I'll put the little card up there at the top. Uh, the next quote before we get into our draft uh, player uh, profiles is Lonzo Ball. Lonzo Ball told the Air Company that he knows he has the skills it takes to perform at a high level. This comes from Daniel Greenberg, Shy Sports Updates on Twitter. Make sure you guys follow him. He does tweet out a lot of uh, updates and things going on with the Chicago Bulls. But that he knows he has the skills it takes to perform at a high level. 
but now it's more about just being available to do those things. Direct quote from Lonzo. I still got time to improve and leave my print on this city and help bring a championship. Listen, it's not the update that we want as far as Lonzo Ball's knee, but it is, does state to his mindset. And the fact that that's, if that's Lonzo's mindset, that's a hell of a mindset to have. That's where we want him at. It seems like he's up um, and, and not really down or concerned about the knee. We'll see what's going on with Lonzo's knee. Again, considering this is the downtime of the NBA, I don't expect a lot of announcements. Now, if we get closer and closer to training camp opening and we still don't have any updates, it may be time to be concerned what's going on with Lonzo, but at least hearing that quote from Lonzo, and if Lonzo is available, and that's the, the key thing it is, because when Lonzo's on the court, he's been everything that he was advertised to be and that we hoped he would be as the starting point guard next to Zach Levine for the Chicago Bulls. So, you know, I, you know, prayers up to Lonzo. Hopefully he's ready to go by the start of the season. If he's not, it's really time to be, uh, have some concerns, but I think that Lonzo Ball is going to be ready to go for the Chicago Bulls. Let me know what you guys think about all the, all that news, the brief news is not nothing major, but let me know what you, down below what you guys think about the news. What do you think about AK's quote on the, they need to create something better? What do you think about them working out EJ Liddell? Have you guys want more warmed up? to him possibly being picked for the Chicago Bulls. And what do you, what do you think about the quote from Lonzo Ball? I want to hear all that from you guys down below. But now, let's go ahead and get into our, our draft prospects. This time, we're going to be covering Dyson Daniels. And this is a, a player who uh, played for the G League Ignite. Um, he, 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 he kind of skipped college to go into that. Um, he has a 6'7 wingspan, 195. He's a point guard, shooting guard combo with a 16 wing, wingspan. He's drawn comparisons to Tyler Hero and, By and Byron Scott. Now, I don't know if I quite see those but again um his size for a guard is great we know that six seven now 195 pounds he's going to put on that typical nba weight um he's not a big time shooter right he's not going to take a lot of shots but he does he is a solid shooter and he could become a knockdown shooter over time now again he has some of those passing abilities he has a great feel for the game um he, he knows when to go for his offense versus when to pass it off his defense though that's the key thing that's going to be if Dyson Daniels is the pick and something that could be a hallmark for him early in his NBA career is the defense, right? He's not the best de uh, de defender or no, let me take that back. He may be the best defender in this draft class. And that's just that again, that, that does not mean he's going to be a top prospect being drafted in the top 10 or whatnot. But when you look at just the raw defensive skills, he may be the best perimeter defender in this draft he, he has great footwork on the defensive end he knows how to use his lanes he gets i mean his hands he gets in those passing lanes he's he's extremely young and he will take a lot of development to get to get the most out of him he's not necessarily one of those picks you may look at and say hey he's going to be ready to compete at an nba level at a high level in the nba right away but that defense it may be what gets him on the court uh very early he's 19 years old he'll turn 20 in march so that's towards the end of the season. It'd be 19 for the most part of his NBA season. This guy is linky. Um, and he just he's a he's a defender that goes out and gets the thing done. Potential's high. He needs some work on the offensive end, the feel for the offense. He's not an explosive player at all. He doesn't have the best athleticism, and he's not the best creative passer. So I don't see him projecting to be, even though he's listed as a point guard, shooting guard to be a playmaking point guard, but he could very well, depending on who else you have out there on court, especially if we see Patrick Williams develop as a, continue to develop as a playmaker, other players, he could play the point and run the point at times, but not be the primary ball handler when he's doing that. He has a slow release as well. That release is going to need to be worked on. And that's one of the key things that if that release gets a little bit better, you can definitely see that shot becoming more of a weapon for him. But like I said, that, that offense is not going to be his hallmark early in his NBA career to go over his stats 
for the G League Ignite um, last year. He, he averaged 11 points per game on um, on four, 14 games he started. They don't do, break down the minutes per game. Uh, he had one, uh, almost two steals per game, uh, six rebounds per game, which is huge for a guard. He shot the ball very efficiently from two-point range as well with four, almost 45% overall field goal percentage, 25% from three. That goes back to his, that shot, that release is going to need to be worked on. There is enough in his game to where you can see him becoming a solid three-point shooter, especially with wide-open shots and more spacing. But the key thing is, is that he's not going to be the player that that off a dribble can get you some three-point shooting. The defense is going to be the key for a player like Dyson Daniels. If he comes in, that defense is going to be the big thing for him. That's his hallmark on the NBA level. He is a great, great defender and somebody who can very much step up and, and come in the league and be a 3 and D player. And looking at his size, he very well could play some three in this league as well, depending on how much weight he's able to put in. He can definitely be a three and D player in the league, at least a player that's defense is his hallmark and can get you some shooting on open shots, depending on how good the rest of the team is. Dyson Daniels, while not a pick that I would like to see the Bulls make per se, um, Dyson, I would love Dyson Daniels if the Bulls were able to pick up another late first round pick somehow or something like that by moving Kobe something. I would love to see him be a pick then, but at the 18th pick, honestly, I don't see it for Dyson Daniels. And that's not a slight on him as a player. Dyson Daniels very well could go to a team, get drafted by a team that has time to invest in his development, and he could turn into a starter level point or starter level guard on the NBA level. I just personally don't see that for him. I see him being a a a, a defensive player um, that can hit some open shots, that can get out in transition as well with his length and the and the 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 little bit of foot speed that he does have, but I'm not saying that he's necessarily the player that I would want to see the Bulls draft at all. But I did want to cover him. A lot of players, a lot of uh, people have been asking about Dyson Daniels and if I was going to cover him. But his defense, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, this kid defensively, if he's able to put the rest of his game together, he, the defense is maybe what keeps him on an NBA court. Now the thing is, and I don't want to cause any alarms, is that we saw. Chris Dunn's defensive stats, for example, even in this past season in the games that he did play, have always been great. But we know that he's not he was not able to stay on the court because of his inability on the offensive end. A player like Dyson Daniels, could it possibly go that way? Possibly. But I don't see that. I see him putting in the work and he's enough of a he's a good enough shooter, especially in space where I don't see that that being the issue for him. But I do think he's going to be a defensive specialist on the NBA level, unless that, that offensive game comes around a little bit more for him. But let me know what you guys think down below. Seeing some of these highlights, see me talk about them. What do you think about Dyson Daniels and his potential? Again, I don't personally see him being the pick for the Bulls at the 18th pick, but let me know what you guys think about Dyson Daniels if you think he could be the 18th pick for the Chicago Bulls. Next player that we're going to get into, and this is a player that I'm super excited about. Now, I don't know if he's going to actually be drafted by the Chicago Bulls because he's projected to go a little bit lower than that. But this is Caleb Houston. He's a 6'8", 205-pound small forward. Now, this guy, and you're going to see this in, the, in these highlights, is just an amazing perimeter shooter, period. He may come in at, and, and be on whatever team he's going to, may be the best perimeter, just pure perimeter shooter on whatever team he's drafted to. This guy, he, he the way that he gets that shot off, how quick he gets the shot off, um, the, the, the intelligence of when to shoot the ball, amazing already at this level and at his young age as well 
He sees the game very well. He's a he's he's a willing passer, not a great passer, but he does make good decisions on when to move the ball off rather than when to try to go to his offense. And that's something in a young player that you want to see because a lot of young players, they come in, they know they can shoot. They just want to shoot the ball. He's a player who is a very willing passer. Again, not the best passer by any means, but he's a willing passer. And he's a passer that's he's somebody who's going to work within the flow of offense. I see Caleb Houston being a great system player. He's going to be one of those players that if he gets into the right system, if he gets into the right um, coaching staff as well that can develop him and use him correctly, the right team that can use him correctly, he's going to be a great system player. I don't necessarily know if I would want to see the Bulls use the 18th overall pick on him. Again, if the Bulls picked lower, I would love for Caleb Houston to be the pick there. But like I said before, I just I, he's, he's slated in a lot of mocks to go anywhere between 25 and 30 towards the bottom end of that draft. But we've seen players like a Jimmy Butler selected at 30 to still be able to turn themselves into a hell of a player. And he has the work, the work ethic that, you, that he's going to get the most out of whatever potential that he has. He, his, 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 um, his, his shoot shot off the dribble is quick. He has some creativity there. I don't know if he's necessarily the player that you just want to create their own shot. But again, coming off screens, coming off pin downs, having a great point guard out there with vision. Again, he's going to be a knockdown three-point shooter at the NBA level. His release is smooth. Um, he has he has damn near Steph Curry range when it comes to it sometimes. And he's a, he's a really solid ball hand, handler as well. He can initiate some offense for you. And I honestly think that if he can put on some weight, he's going to be a great wing player for a team as far as a, a possible 3 and D guy. Now, his defense is not the best right now, but he has the tools to be a really good defender, and he's not terrible defensively. Let me be clear here. He's not a terrible defense, defensive player by any means, but I think in looking at Caleb Houston and the way that I see him projecting, again, my opinion holds no more weight than anybody else's, so you guys may see differently. I see Caleb Houston being a very great system player. He's going to be one of those players, if he goes to the correct team, that he can be, like I said, a 3 and D player, a, a player that shoots high uh, high percentage on high-volume three-point shooting as well, and that that's going to be his hallmark in the NBA. The, both these players that we've covered today, I think, are, are very much so going to be specialist players, and the team that that drafts them is going to be key and however they turn out because if they go to the right system if they go to the right situation that's there that can maximize what skill set that they do have they can be hell of, of nba players but i don't know if they're going to be the caliber of player that the bulls can get with some of the other prospects that are available that's why i'm not as high on either one of these guys but i'm not low on them either if for some reason, and we, you, as you guys know, I trust AK and Eversley. If AK and Eversley see something in either one of these guys, that means that t says to me that they have a vision of how they want to use them and how they would fit in on the, on this team specifically. And to talk more about Caleb Houston's fit specifically on the Chicago Bulls, one of the things that we did lack is three point shooting. Right? We know at one point, yes, we had one of the highest three point pursuit shooting percentages in the NBA, but we had one of the lowest attempts in the NBA as well. Caleb Houston would almost immediately fix that for the Chicago Bulls with Zach Levine, with better shooting from Io, uh, things like that. And I think we're going to improve shooting overall on this team um, as a whole. But Caleb Houston, I can definitely see turning into a 3 and D player. And he's one of those players that can almost fit in. He can almost fit into any system just because of his shooting ability. But I think you get if you have 
great passers around him. If he goes to a team that has great ball movement, and that's another thing with Caleb Houston, and one thing that we were missing on this Chicago Bulls team is he moves very well without the ball. And if you notice, some of the times when the Bulls offense stagnated the most is when players weren't moving without the ball. You won't have to worry about that with Caleb Houston. Like I said, coming off screens, always moving out the ball. Those are going to be the things that get Caleb Houston minutes right away and make him effective for an NBA team. And that is how he can help this Bulls team right away is coming in always moving, always having his head up, and just using that quick trigger that he has and that amazing perimeter shooting to be an effective player on the NBA level. That's what I think for Caleb Houston. I'm higher on Caleb Houston than I am uh, Dyson Daniels, but let me know what you guys think down below on Caleb Houston and how he projects for the Chicago Bulls and if he were to be the pick at 18th. Like I said, I think that, that, that either one of these players would be a huge reach for the Chicago. Let me not say huge. It would be a slight reach for the Chicago Bulls, just considering they're either players that are better and can give the Bulls more right now. But then if you're going to go um, go potential, there are players with much higher potential than either one of these players, even though they do have a, a ton of potential themselves as well. But let me know what you guys think about those uh, prospects down below. Um, thank you so much for tuning in to Chicago Bulls Central today. Make sure you're following the show at Bulls Central. Uh, pod on any social media platform that we're on you can send us any feedback questions comments con concerns bullcentralpod at gmail.com and lastly if you want to leave a text and a voicemail about any of the prospects we've covered so far any of the comments that we covered and news that we covered on this episode as well or if you just want to talk to me about the chicago bulls make sure you're doing that at 773-270-2799 like i like to end every episode on go bulls love you guys peace y'all this has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.